0: Dear Heavenly Father, a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere, because your presence is better than any other, and your voice is more life-giving than any other. Your word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our paths. The unfolding of your words gives light and imparts understanding to the simple. Please help us store up your word in our hearts, that we might not sin against you. Increase our view of you now, increase our affections for you, and increase the number of sheep in your flock among us today. In Jesus' name, amen. What would make 2023 a peaceful year for you? Achieving your New Year's resolutions for the first time. Kids, maybe it's eating cookies for breakfast every morning. The most peaceful year I could imagine would include daily afternoon naps. Uninterrupted. (laughs) It would include health and wealth for everyone I know. And finally, no one disagreeing with me. (laughs) That would be a peaceful 2023. I don't know about you, but sometimes the peace I experience on a day to day basis has nothing to do with God and everything to do with my circumstances which is a problem because in 2023 my naps will get interrupted (laughs) my bank account might lose more weight than me and i will suffer what hope do i have then for a peaceful week let alone a whole year our only hope for peace in a peaceless world the God of peace, who wrote a whole book of the Bible to teach us how to talk to him, sing to him, and cry to him in a peaceless world. That is the book of Psalms, and today we'll be reading the beloved Psalm 23, which teaches us this truth, my shepherd's presence will be my peace. If you don't have a New Year's resolution yet, King David suggests one for you today. In 2023, my shepherd's presence will be my peace. If you're not already there, please open your Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter 23. The 23rd Psalm is so famous for its poetic beauty, it's been quoted in music by the likes of Tupac and Biggie, U2 and Pink Floyd, Kanye, Duke Ellington, and others. Psalm 23 is even more famous for how it's given God's people peace for thousands of years, and I pray it does so for you today. Please follow along as I read Psalm 23, a psalm of David. David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, My shepherd's presence will be my peace. Psalm 23 teaches how he gives us peace in three main ways in three different stanzas. In stanza 1, verses 1 to 3, I'm taught my shepherd's presence will be my peace because he's my provider. Psalm 23 famously opens in verse 1 The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, which may be confusing because by want, David means lack. I shall not lack. For a long time in English, the word want meant lack. But if I say, I want cookies, I desire cookies. But David isn't saying, I shall not desire anything because the Lord is my shepherd. He's saying, I shall not lack. Anything because the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord's provision is the subject of the first stanza. Though I hunger or thirst, through poverty or pain, I can experience peace even at my most vulnerable, knowing I got a shepherd who's my provider. My provider. Psalm 23 is so famous because of how personal it is. David says, the Lord shepherds me specifically. The Lord is my personal shepherd, as he is to all his flock. A God who is a shepherd does not provide for his sheep from afar, dropping us blessings from his throne in the clouds. Shepherds are with their sheep, close enough to smell like them. This morning, do you know God as shepherd? Not just as a king who reigns, but as a shepherd who guides. Not that you don't want a king as your shepherd. Because having a personal shepherd is nice, only insofar as that shepherd has skills. You wouldn't want me, for example, as your personal shepherd. I just had shoulder surgery. I'm out of shape, to be honest. If a lion tries to eat you, I'm not going to be much help. In terms of provision, I may be able to buy you a few meals from McDonald's. But my generosity is restricted by monthly car and rent payments. Having the Lord as your shepherd, however, is what allows you to say, I shall not lack. The creator of heaven and earth is my shepherd, Yahweh, the eternal God, the one true God who can make bread fall from the sky or water spring from the rock. That's my shepherd. My shepherd doesn't break a sweat in verse 2, making me lie down in green pastures and leading me beside still waters. David paints a picture here of sheep paradise, green pastures, soft enough to lie on as a bed, bountiful enough to be lunch, and still waters that are quiet and calm enough to sip from without getting splashed in the face. We've all known moments in green pastures by still waters. Moments of rest, plenty to eat and not plenty to stress about in those moments with full bellies and happy hearts do we remember my shepherd led me here my shepherd provided this blessing it's easier to forget God and green pastures than shadows of death because we feel like we don't need him as much But only when we remember how much our shepherd has provided, will we remember in days of lack, he'll provide again. In verse 3, David's soul is restored, not by green pastures or still waters, but by his shepherd. His shepherd's presence is his peace, and not the green pastures alone. Unlike food and drink, my shepherd provides for all of me, my soul. Physically in verse 2 and spiritually at the end of verse 3. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Anything right I ever did as a child when I obeyed my parents and as an adult when I loved my neighbor... Every time I worshiped God rightly in my entire life, my shepherd led me down that path, leaving his sheep every reason to be grateful and zero reasons to be proud. But for many of you this morning, maybe life doesn't feel like a green pasture. You haven't sipped from still waters in a while. How are you supposed to know peace? In stanza two, verse four, the scene in Psalm 23 changes to less green pastures. There we learn that sometimes our shepherd leads us down paths of righteousness that are upsetting, if not terrifying. Yet even then, he offers us peace. Because in dark times, God reveals himself as our protector. In verse 4, David writes, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. David knew some valleys that shat in the shadow of death. We don't know when Psalm 23 was written, But David fought lions, bears, and Goliath. Saul, the most powerful king in the land, tried to kill him. And his own son Absalom tried to overthrow him as king. I would be scared in all those situations. And it's not like David always wasn't. He had to flee from Saul and Absalom. No one flees giggling. So it's not that good Christians never experience fear. But rather, Christians have reason, even in the shadow of death, not to fear. The reason being, our all powerful shepherd is with us. So how do we get there? How do we overcome fear like a Christian? Do I just close my eyes and say, God is with me, God is with me, God is with me? Not quite. We don't experience the peace of God just by recalling the facts of verses 1 to 3. Notice in verse 4, David shifts from writing about his shepherd to writing to his shepherd. From saying, He leads me, to saying, You are with me. Psalm 23 is written not just to remind you who your shepherd is and what he does. Psalm 23 is written to help you talk to your shepherd when you're in the valley of the shadow of death. We can pray to our shepherd, Father, I'm afraid, but because you are with me, I know I shouldn't fear, and even though I fear right now, I believe with my eyes fixed on your presence, you will help me not fear at some point in the future, and you can believe that because your shepherd is not a hired hand who protects you so he gets a paycheck. Your shepherd relates to his sheep. He listens to them, making it easier for his flock to trust that, whether I'm in green pastures or shadows of death, my shepherd's caring presence will be my peace. Because my shepherd's not only caring He's competent. My shepherd stays strapped with tools for my protection. A rod to whack my enemies and a staff to keep me close. In verse 4, David strolls through the valleys of the shadow of death comforted as he talks to his shepherd about his protection abilities. Now, don't mistake comfort. For comfy, Jesus wasn't comfy in the garden of Gethsemane, even as he prayed to his father. And yet, he was still at peace with his father's will. The peace our shepherd offers us goes deeper than mere calmness. It's closer to confidence, confidence, my Shepherd's got me. Now, here's where the skeptic in you may be asking, is David stupid? What what about when God doesn't raise his rod and staff in protection? People die. People do perish in the valley of the shadow of death. Welcome to the real world, David. What does Psalm 23 mean to the sheep getting slaughtered all around us? In stanza three, verses five to seven, we're taught that our shepherd offers us a peace that goes beyond the grave itself. His sheep can say, even on their deathbeds, my shepherd's presence will be my peace because he's my preserver. In verse five, the scene shifts again from valley of death to dining room. And the Lord goes from David's shepherd to his dinner host. Verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. David is seemingly still in danger. Enemies, more than one, seem to be in knife-throwing distance from him. And yet, the Lord's protection remains on full display. In the presence of his enemies... The Lord anoints David's head with oil, which was a common hospitality in ancient times. Hosts would anoint the heads of honored guests with nice-smelling oil. And as oil flows down David's head, drink overflows from his cup. These are pictures of the abundant favor the Lord blesses his people with, favor unaffected by the presence of enemies. David feels safe because the Lord prepared the table in the presence of his enemies. That's how the host meant it. They didn't sneak in and hide under the table. Knowing your caring shepherd is in control of every detail of your lives makes peace possible, even in the presence of your enemies. He will preserve you no matter what goes down. David says in verse 6, Confidently, surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Where my shepherd leads... Goodness and mercy follow. Though the valley of the shadow of death swallow me whole, I got the only shepherd who can lead me through the door of a tomb and into his house forever. Forever. In 10,000 years, when anything I ever feared is dusty history, I'll be chilling with my shepherd. Is that heaven to you? Dwelling in the house of the Lord forever? Or is our hope sometimes more in green pastures and still waters, regardless if our shepherd's there? Goodness and mercy will follow David all the days of his life because the God who shepherds him today will be his delight forever. This is how David knew God, a provider, protector, and preserver of his sheep. But don't you know, God has made himself known more to the Christian today than when David When he wrote Psalm 23, giving the Christian today more reason than David for peace. David didn't know his shepherd would one day go by the name of Jesus. When Jesus arrived on the scene, he looked upon the masses in this peaceless world and had compassion on them. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Perhaps Jesus had Psalm 23 in mind when he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. David knew a shepherd who provides, protects, and preserves. He didn't know a shepherd who sacrifices himself that his sheep might live. How in the world can mercy follow sinners all the days of their lives? How can sinners dwell in the house of the Lord forever? David knew sacrifices were needed for sin to be forgiven. And he knew forgiveness was needed to dwell with God. But he didn't know the Son of God would offer himself as that final sacrifice. Jesus prepared a table for himself in the presence of his enemies and was crucified for it. But on the third day, from the valley of the shadow of death, a bright light shone, casting out the shadows. He is not here. He is risen. The valley of death is paved into a roadway to life as the good shepherd in his death and resurrection makes a way for anyone who follows him to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus said, I give my sheep eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Jesus once told a parable of a shepherd who leaves his flock of 99 to go after one lost sheep. Jesus did not intend for this analogy to describe his shepherding to every detail, because none of his sheep ever escape his presence. You see, David knew a shepherd who was always with him. We knew a shepherd who was always in us by his spirit. And when Jesus does pursue a lost sheep to add him to the flock, the 99 are coming with him, preaching all the way, come, all you who are harassed and helpless into the shepherd's sheepfold. He's come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Accepting that offer is the only solid ground for peace in this world. Peace with God makes possible peace of mind. And peace of mind, apart from peace with God, is short-sighted. Because on the other side of the valley of death, there awaits no goodness and mercy for those without a shepherd to lead them there. Can you say this morning, the Lord is my shepherd. Jesus is my shepherd. If you walked into church this morning confident, Jesus is not my shepherd. That may make you a tad different from the writer of Psalm 23, but here's where you're not different. Everyone wants peace. Everyone's pursuing peace. In some way, is the peace you're pursuing real? Is the peace you're pursuing forever? God, in his kindness, allows us to escape from fear sometimes through distraction, therapy, or other means. Those can be good things. Graces of God. But when you're in the valley, if you're not speaking to your good shepherd, if you're not singing about what makes him so good, you're actually neglecting your greatest comfort. Jesus gives us a better peace than anything the world can offer. Only he leads you in paths of righteousness and not cycles of unrighteousness. Only he makes goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life and not temporarily. Only he is with you when you cannot escape the valley of the shadow of death or distract from it only he can make you sing without any self-deception. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrow like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. May 2023 mark a year for you walking with the good shepherd who makes his sheep say, even in brown pastures and unstill waters, my shepherd's presence will be my peace forever. Dear Heavenly Father, help us see you increasingly as our shepherd this year. And help us hold to the truth that when we have you, when we have Jesus, when we have your spirit, we never lack. Comfort those walking through the valley this morning. Help us pray to you when we don't have the words to pray. Help us sing to you when we don't have the voice to sing. May you be our go-to comfort all year and until we dwell in your house forever. In Jesus' name, amen.